Hello and welcome to Rewind Design. My name is Katie McNabb and I am your host and I'm also a local interior designer here in Ontario's cottage country. So for episode number two of season two, I have a really exciting episode I'm so excited to share. So we have David Ballantyne from Ballantyne Construction. So I met Dave in his home in Nobel overlooking Georgian Bay and we had a wonderful conversation together just about how he came to own his company, why he loves building on the bay so much, and a lot of different environmental factors that are so important to season two of this podcast. We spoke a lot about kind of his upbringing, his life cottaging. He originally was a cottager here in Georgian Bay before fully moving up here. He talks about his family life here, his construction business, why he loves building on the bay so much, and specifically the challenges of building out on island properties versus building on mainland. We talk about different energy sources, material types, a lot of environmental factors. So it's a great episode. If you'd like to find David online, you can find him at ballantineconstruction.com. Just a little synopsis about Dave's company from his website. Ballantine Construction is a construction company based in Point of Barrel, Georgian Bay area. So it's founded by David Ballantine and he specializes mainly in homes and cottage construction, renovation, and also property management. So they offer a very high quality of cottage and home building and they draw that on decades of experience. So they provide a full suite of services from complete building and renovation to maintenance and repairs. So they pride themselves with craftsmanship, innovative construction techniques, and the best materials possible. I know for a fact that they get most of their materials from my uncle at McNabb Lumber, so I can attest to that. (laughs) So they work on a lot of historic renovation projects as well, which I'm such a huge fan of. They've worked a lot with another architect who will be featuring in my next episode, so you have that to look forward to. They did a lot of restoration work together on a bunch of other cottages. Okay, so without further ado, we're just going to jump right into this episode and you can enjoy our conversation. And if you'd like to look at photos from some of these projects, you can check it out at rewinddesign.ca and look for the episode. Season 2, Episode 2, David Ballantyne. First of all, I just want to say thank you so much for talking to me. I really appreciate it so much and I'm really happy to meet you. So excited for this interview. So can you tell everyone what your name is? Maybe where you're from and a little bit about what you do. I'm David Ballantyne. Uh, I'm originally from Toronto. Been a cottager in Georgian Bay, Point of Barrow particularly, my entire life. My grandparents had a cottage up there and that was my connection. Yeah, and that's how you originally ended up here. So can you talk a little bit about, maybe you were telling me, I didn't know this before today I spoke to you, but about your previous work history and like the jobs you had leading up to your business now, because it's fascinating if you want to. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, um, uh, I've done, I've worked a lot since high school. I've done all all kinds of jobs and stuff. I, I worked for a number of years as a, um, as a flight attendant for Ward Air, mm-hmm. um, that was that was sort of my longest gig, and then uh, I did I did a few other jobs, sales jobs, and stuff like that. But what ended up happening is I ended up coming back to the cottage mm-hmm. and and started to live and work there, and realized that that was where I wanted to be. And your passion and, for the yeah, area as yeah, well, deep, deeply. 
And so you worked for a few different companies at the beginning and got experience and obviously loved it and then branched off on your own. And okay, so then can you tell us a little bit about what your company is like now and what your driving focus for your company is? I think we've made our name from from renovating old cottages more than anything. I Uh, love that so much. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's why I'm talking to Dave because I... uh, I, I love cottage restoration, so yeah. go on, sorry. Yeah, I, and, it, and it comes from that love of growing up in an old cabin that, you know, you, you love the area dearly, but you also sit back and would look up at the ceiling and look at all this structure that you never see in homes. And the smell. Yeah, the smells, that's right, the smells. Yeah. So, so you know, th- there, was, there was something there that I didn't really realize at the time until I started working. Mm-hmm. And... Actually, for me, it was interesting because going to other people's cottages, you always think your cottage is the best. Yes. And going to other people's best. cottages, <laughs> I was like, not that mine wasn't the best still, but I was like, whoa, oh, I love this. You know, I love that they thought of this. And I love to hear the stories of people on, because they thought their cottage was the best. And I wanted the, yeah, yeah, why, why, why? Oh, yeah, I get that. Yeah. That is so wonderful. <laughs> Which and, is kind of what my season one is about. Just like everyone's so passionate about their cottages and yeah. everyone wants to talk about it because yeah. it's just, yeah, a passion, a passion for it. Sorry, continue. Yeah, no, no. And and, and so what I, I think our company is built built on taking these old places and, and uh, it, not only... Uh, not only uh, kind of re- redoing them, but doing them in a lot of cases, this is what I'm most proud of, is doing them better than they were ever were. Mm-hmm. Because not always the best decisions were made, were made, but there's something about those that sometimes there's some really good decisions that were made. And it's sort of like, how do we get back to that? So our best projects have been ones where we've, we've, we've gotten into that and we've been able to take it. And it doesn't even look like we were there. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't know that we were there. And that's the main goal, right? Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Do you have an example of something that you can think of? <laughs> Putting you on the spot here. No, no. <laughs> well, I, you know, there's there's all kinds of examples, really. Learned so many different lessons in different ways. But I think one of the interesting uh, times that I, when I realized what, what we were doing and how it was affecting people, I was working for someone uh, who's... Uh, family had three three identical cottages that were built in the twenties, and there, uh, it was you know the, the patriarch had built these for his uh, sibling, his um, kids, and and uh, each one was named after the the, the child, and uh, they were letting me come in to do a renovation, and none like this is a family you could tell like they really you don't want to mess with what they've got right. And so trying to navigate that, like trying to put an addition, give, give them something more. And, and they were, I remember the, the one fellow's, you know, he was great. He's, he was really, really on top of it, somewhat controlling. And I remember he went away for one day and we had taken, taken apart a section of his cottage and we re, redid it. So it was completely like where he was used to going all the whole time was completely redone and it was done with the all the old material mm. and when he got back he walked in because he'd always comment about you know what are you guys doing about this what are you doing about that and then he got in he goes he just stopped he's like wait a minute this doesn't go like this this is 
And he looked at it. He goes, how did you do this? And, he, <laughs> and, and we just said, you know, we just, we just like looked at him and he was, he was like, he never, he never bothered us again after that mm-hmm. day. He just said, you guys got it. I believe do you. It. Yeah. I can't believe that this has, is not what I grew up with my entire life. Like it looks like it sh- should have been there for the last hundred years. Exactly. Yeah. And that I find is really satisfying. Mm-hmm. So your grandparents' cottage, can you mm-hmm. maybe just describe that a little bit? If you, uh, if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's a Pemlock channel. It's got a, it's a very basic cabin with a, um, uh, with what, what most uh, Georgian Bay cottages, they start with a cabin and then they put a screen porch on mm-hmm. and then they put another, they put, they, they add on to the cabins, but they, if you're lucky, you can, they kind of do it nicely and it's proportional. So, uh, um, yeah, it's a, it's just a cute little cottage mm-hmm. off the side. I, you know, when I was growing up, I built a laundry hut there and that, you know, my first building and then I built my own cabin on the island. Uh, so, so it's, you know, it was kind of a, a place to experiment. Yeah. And having that growing up there would just be so influential for you yeah. as a builder as well. And just living with my grandparents every year, you know, when June came around, I knew school was ending. I'm calling my grandparents because they would pick me up and I was there for the full, the full season. Yeah. So, you know, till Labor Day, you come back. And then that's always the saddest day when oh. you have to go back to the city. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. And do you know when they would have purchased their place? Early 40s. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So nearly a hundred years ago. Getting there. Getting there. 80 something. Oh, yeah, we're that's... Just, we're just newbies. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Well, I guess like maybe you can... Okay. I know we we're saying a little bit about the point of barrel history, but yeah. can you touch on a little bit of that? Sure. Um saying you're a newcomer. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Point of Barrel was, uh, you know, became uh, became a place because of the fishing industry that was on the, uh, on the I guess, the, the western shore of Georgian Bay. Mm-hmm. So they all had sailboats and they were all fishing up and down there. And I think the, the train was up, had come up there and they would take their loads of fish. When they invented the steam engine... Mm-hmm. They realized they could get across the bay and hit all the fish on the other side of the bay, come back, and and uh, and get the fish onto the train. So they developed Point of Barrel, which is right out by the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. So that was the safe way to come in. There was a harbor in there. They had uh, facilities for for all the fishermen. Uh, and then as time went by, they they the train came up Point of Barrel way. And do you know, like, why people started to come up in Cottage there, though, more specifically? So I think it's when they got the train up there, and and uh, it was a lot of the Ohio River people, a lot of manufacturing uh, groups, and they wanted to go away for the summer. They would go away for the entire summer, and they would, for many years, they'd come up to, I, I believe, like Midland and canoe up to Point of Arrow with cows and servants and everything and they would camp on the islands in point of peril and then somebody figured out hey let's build a cabin (laughs) i'm just thinking about my canoe trips where we i was saying we go down the nascute and then we like loop loop either back into point of barrel or bayfield yeah Yeah. and that is you know a struggle in itself i can't imagine going from 
<laughs> these were really yeah they're hardy really and they would come every year and it really was the, the the americans that opened that up yeah uh yeah and they they were the first ones to to purchase purchase land and and build cottages mm-hmm. and and a lot, a lot of similar families so point of is filled with families that are you know been generations and generations yeah 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 different from other areas Different, different than some other cottage areas that were, you yeah. know, starting in the fifties and whatnot. Yeah. 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 So I guess I have so many questions. I'm not sure where to start, <laughs> but I know you said that you had worked on the Ojibwe club as well. Yeah. Can you touch a little bit on, on that? Uh, early on, like the Ojibwe club is always part of our, our neighborhood mm-hmm. and it was, a uh, it was a, I guess, a CP hotel, and uh, it had. Um, eventually, what had happened is it, it, it I guess, in the 50, 50s or sixties, I think it was the sixties, it, it stopped operating as a hotel, and the cottagers purchased it, mm-hmm. and it became a almost like a community center. Yes, it's developed into something more than that now, um, because it's such a beautiful building. So there was sort of we want to. Everybody realized we need to preserve this. It's also, you know, why our our area is so lovely. You know, the, because there's work for all the kids at, at the Ojibwe right. Club, and there's there's uh, like more. yeah, there's there's kind of a there's a real industry and community there, and it's pretty it's fairly vibrant. Like it's it's really happening. It's very localized. Anyone can come and visit, but it is it's. You know, you got to know how to get there. Mm-hmm. Do you know when it was built originally? I think it was like 1904 or something okay. like that. Yeah, they're we they're, can fact they're past that. their hundred. Yeah, they're <laughs> past their hundred years. Yeah. And so, so, what was your key part in in doing some restoration with um, Scott from ERA Architects? So originally, um, uh, after I had worked for a number of crews, I started working for a, f- a large family in the area that had. Uh, had about three different cottagers up in Point of Arrow, and I had look after their their stuff and uh, maintain their cottages and do building and, and whatnot for them. The uh, the patriarch was uh, Tim Regan, and Tim was president of the Ojibwe Club, and they were trying to figure out how to save the Ojibwe Club because mm-hmm. it had been sort of kicked around for so many years, and. Uh, they invited, uh, uh, they invited uh, Scott Weir, ERA Architects, to have a look at what they had and to put together a plan. And I was part of part of uh, hosting those guys mm-hmm. and and uh, uh, and going through the Ojibwe Club and, and and discovering what was what. Right. And it was. And then a relationship kind of developed from there. Mm-hmm. We became friendly because I was I, I would still work. Scott really took to the area. And yes. He had done some uh, camping as a as a young guy, uh, coming you know coming through the area. Mm-hmm. So he always loved it. So you know I would meet him in Toronto. We'd go for lunch, or he'd come up to Point Barrel. We'd go look at cabins and stuff. Yeah. Like that. So and, uh, and to this day, you still have a relationship so, with him. So yeah. So he actually he designed my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. Uh, um, we did, we, uh, replaced the cottage, uh, at the Ojibwe club it was called Pinewood, got torn down, I think in the nineties or 
I think it was in the 90s. Okay. And uh, uh, he did a historical uh, reproduction. Oh, like an actual... Yeah, they, they re- decided to reproduce a, a cabin. The, the fireplace was still standing. Oh my gosh. So we neat. built the cottage around the fireplace. Okay. Oh, that's so and, cool. And uh, yeah, with, with sort of uh, the attributes of the original cottage mm-hmm. in it, so... Cool. And didn't, did he also help you with another cottage? I feel like I found an art. I'm, am I, am I really creepy? I found an article about, is it Arch, Archona? Mm-hmm. Is that your cottage? That was a cottage my wife, uh, your... Nancy and I bought. Okay. And, uh, Cause I'm, so, I'm such a snoop. I was Googling you and trying to find some information and an article came up. Yeah. about that cottage and yeah. kind of some things that you did to restore it and mm-hmm. there's that beautiful outdoor shower i can picture that that picture anyways he you yeah. worked with him on that too yeah. right yeah okay so that was part of us kind of like looking at old cottages and stuff and my my wife nancy actually found archona and it was an old american american family that yeah. had owned it forever and the family had divided enough times that they were they were done with it yeah and uh well, they sold it to the right person. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. all I could say. Yeah, we went to town on it. It was great. Like, it, yeah. it was fantastic, to, you know, cleaning that place up. Like, you know, people live on these islands for so many years. They they don't trim the trees back or, like, everything's, like, overgrown and mm-hmm. you can't you can't see yeah. anything. So, it was nice to kind of open it up and, like, and just so much nice history in it. And, yeah. What were some things you did to restore it to its original glory or make it yeah. your own well so so there was multiple renovations that had been done with it so things like um you kind of we kind of it's funny i'll go oh, scott and i will go through something and we'll realize that oh this was the exterior wall and they had a screen in porch here and then and then they, what they did is they enclosed it and they made it part of the main building. And then they built a screen and porch over top of that. Oh and my you're, gosh. So you're kind of like discovering what went on and how to figure it out. And you're like, how, how yeah. did this process happen? Yeah. yeah. What were they thinking? Like, when... And then they would have three mud rooms because that's what they needed. And it's like, how do I dig myself out of this? Yeah. Like so, that, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So it was great. And that was the... That was the first project I did with Dave Martin and his team. And, okay. And that was fantastic. That just worked out so well because... What year would that have been roughly? Oh, goodness. Roughly. It doesn't... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a while ago. Yeah. When was the article? <laughs> okay. I'll look up when the article was. was. We'll, uh, we'll, yeah. find, we'll figure it out. Yeah. No problem. But uh, um, I guess what was, was great was... You know, Dave and his team, I don't, they hadn't really worked in, in uh, you know, at, on, on island cottages as much. But, okay. But, you know, it was like, hey, I've got this place. It's for me. And it was kind of come in and it was, hey, salvage all these rooms. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to put them back together. And there was a lot of reno- renovations that had happened in the 70s in this place that, looked wrong like the windows didn't match anything we found all the sashes down below that that were original oh wow that's so we we brought those back we we created walls and and even had more more windows sashes made to match locally Mm -hmm. and uh so that so that you know when we were done you you had these you had these pieces all the original wood would go back like all the trims and and stuff and then if there was an an area that was new if we didn't have enough to complete an area then we go with something new so, in that, and it was separate. Mm-hmm. 
but, to but match. Just, yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that you're, yeah, that's how you connected with Dave Martin too. That's yeah. really neat. Yeah. Um, okay, so I just wanted to jump into a bit more of like your actual building processes and I had a couple questions about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know that you mainly work in the point of barrel area. Mm-hmm. Do you ever stray from that area or mainly there you're there now? We, we're, we're mostly there now. I mean, we've done some stuff in Collingwood and we've done some historical restoration stuff too in, in those towns. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done some stuff in Toronto. Sometimes uh, some of the clients in Point of Barrel will end up going doing something down, down, uh, uh, you know, down in Toronto, or, or uh, you know, I've done stuff in the Bahamas. Oh, good. Like okay, that. cool. But, yeah. yeah, the occasional historical project outside yeah. of Point of Barrel is yeah. definitely okay. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I guess like my questions will relate a little bit more to to the process of how you manage these historical projects. So how do you decide what is viable to keep versus what you cannot keep when you're starting out a project? How do you work through that? And I know it's probably project by project basis specific. But... It is. It is. I mean, we save everything. If, if it comes apart decently, mm-hmm. we save it. And and we've had clients where they're going, what are you doing with all that? It's not, like, it's not promised for me. anything. And like, <laughs> just trust us. It just goes over here. It's going to work out. It's going to be part of something or it's going to finish something off. Mm-hmm. So some people want a lot of new stuff in it. That's great. We keep all that old stuff for, for, for the rest of the cabin to, mm-hmm. to try and, and, or it might even work into some of the new stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's great. I love, I love the logic and the guys get it now. Like the guys yeah. are the way they remove stuff and it's, it's worth a little bit of extra time. Yes. I yeah. totally, I totally agree with you. Um, whatever. <laughs> so cute. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Dave's dog is sitting on the couch with us and she's really cute. <laughs> um, okay. So obviously the structures will be deteriorating over time. Yeah. need to be reinforced and like what are the main obstacles and problems you see with these old cottages in terms of like actually how they were built like how did they last this long yeah yeah <laughs> it's kind of a big question <laughs> i know some of them are phenomenal um uh, you know i think a lot of them were, were there were decent guys building uh foundations tend to be like shockingly you know uh, like <laughs> how's this how's this staying, oh like good or staying bad up? that's shockingly bad generally okay. um but yeah i think that's kind of one of the things that you run into and you're going like oh okay well before we do anything on this we gotta fix this foundation we, we, need, to, we need to fix this yeah mm-hmm. and and it's and you can go with a lot of what's there but you need to you need to add you know in in order to so that it's going to pick up and carry on and if you're going to really be using it I think you need and, and doing work on it. Yeah. Foundations and roofs are just like let's get those sorted before we try and do yeah. what we want them. Protect the bottom and the top and then between we can figure out yeah. later. Yeah, that's just so so interesting. And I know you mainly do projects out on islands now. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask you kind of like what are the main challenges you face being an island builder because mm-hmm. I, I I can just envision so many things going wrong. Yeah. And yeah, like 
how do you how do you navigate that? Uh, yeah, <laughs> and that that's it. It's in, it's in navigating. Yeah. So it's it's having people uh, that get it, mm. and there's not a lot of patience for for someone who's not prepared. Mm-hmm. So, um, so. So I, the the people I work with are are well prepared. Right. If something goes wrong for what they're supposed to be doing, there's Plan B, Plan C, and Plan D, and they 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 will you know they need to stay and complete a day. You can't be running back and forth. You can't just have a partial day. Those are those do not translate into savings for clients no and successful um timelines yeah no it doesn't it's yeah and then the cost is extraordinary just boating out everywhere and oh yeah yeah 100 yeah so it uh so what's so there's a particular type of person i'd say that's working out in the bay Mm -hmm. not everybody but definitely the people in charge and anybody who's any good yeah yeah they know what they're doing and they they they're prepared yeah yeah. So do you have any other things that are like, wow, if I worked on mainland, I would never experience this problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot of the logistics are just trying to get big pieces of stuff out yeah. and equipment. And, you know, the, everything is, is mostly on the basement stick built. So okay. it's, so it's, uh, you know, nowadays the modern construction, you've got trusses and you got, mm-hmm. you can do it, but um, you know, a couple of things. One, it's, it, it, you know, it, it, you have a whole problem with trying to get big pieces out and having a large equipment there to do that kind of stuff. But also it's like, it's not as nice, you know, for what we're building, we're, we're looking at structure. <laughs> we all know anyone who's listened to this podcast knows I'm a huge fan of restoring repurposing more yeah. sustainable ways of building and i think you're on the same page too yeah um so what do you what would you say are the benefits to restoring something versus like taking it down and building new like both can be good options depending mm-hmm. on you know the actual um condition of the cottage because have yeah. you ever run into anything that you can't restore <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there, there's places where i've gone in and and sort of said to the client, like, you know, this room is, this is a nice room. Mm -hmm. The rest I don't see. So if you want to, we can renovate around this room, but I don't know that that's the best option for you because, um, it's a nice room, but I, but is it like, is it pull heartstrings on for you? If it does, then maybe we should do something. But if it doesn't, then. Then we might just build something new. Yeah. Yeah. And I think. Well, I, I know is the the old stuff. Once it's there, it's like you can't get that back. Like there is a certain feel and look about it. So, um, you know, I, I I almost never try to match something because if it's original, it's there. That's what right. it is. I'd rather there be a, it be delineated that something's different because you're trying to do something that's that doesn't work <laughs> yeah and like you're you're now designing something for someone that's yeah. a different family has different yeah. um functional needs and mm-hmm. you you probably want to build for their their life now than maybe a yeah. hundred years ago it's really different mm-hmm. so that makes a lot of a lot of sense <clears throat> so i guess if you are deciding to build something new um like what are some ways that people can build more 
um, sustainable or like harnessing more of the earth. So if you are going to build new, are yeah. there ways that you build, like here you were explaining about your house, how you, how you've built, um, so with the, geothermal yeah. and you built, um, the actual overhang of your roof you were talking about, <laughs> you're talking about having like the sun coming in at a specific yeah. angle in the winter versus the summer yeah. to help with your heating. Is this something that you, you talk about with your clients as well? So it's different because it's cottages and okay. it tends to be like oh, a, a, right. a one one or two <laughs> two or three season kind of deal. Versus a f- yeah. home full time. So right. for cottages, it's more like, oh, you know, the moon comes up here. I'd really like that come in my window of my bedroom. Okay. You know, like, is it like those things get considered. It's sort yeah. of like because somebody grew up there and, and the moon always came in through their windows. So yeah. they kind of like, I really liked that. Okay. And, and it's like, okay, yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah. But I think some of the things we do are just trying to keep the cottage look so and give them how do we insulate this, make this more comfortable mm-hmm. and not lose all the inside charm. Mm-hmm. So so sometimes we'll be insulating from the exterior. Right. Um, it's maybe a little bit more costly, but then you maintain all this structure. And even when we're building new, we can do that too. Mm-hmm. Because then you get to enjoy that structure because it's so beautiful. Like yeah. if you do, people... Our guys do beautiful framing, and to see that is... Like more exposed framing. Exposed framing, yeah. Yeah. Um, So I wanted to ask you as well about, like, the actual architectural styles in in Mm -hmm. cottage country. Like, is there some styles that you see from the last hundred years that that are repeated over and over? Or, like, what are some main main styles you see i think we touched on a bit in that it's it tends to be start out with a cabin and then it's something that gets built upon so it it kind of you we see these these cabins and then screened in porches that go that extend off of them or or another wing for for bedrooms or and types of things like that or they throw a dormer in Mm -hmm. and and either they've got a second floor or they're bringing light into the place and these things can be really, really particular. And you do see it repeated a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think because of the restrictions of getting materials out there, everyone's using the same same materials a lot, a lot okay. of the time. And what, can you just give examples of what that would be? So you're, you're using a lot of spruce uh, or, or fir uh, members. And uh, um, yeah, there's enormous amounts of pine mm-hmm. uh, uh pine wall boards and, and, and that type of thing. But, you know, there's a lot of barn board type of stuff too. You know, More just... natural feeling materials. Yeah. 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 Understandably. I love yeah. that too, though. Yeah. Yeah. And is there like, you were saying everything's mainly post and beam that's been, been built. Yeah. Or, or, or a lot of, a lot of, mostly framing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, mostly framing. Uh, you'll get some log cabins and you will get some post and beam stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, uh, so, and sometimes foundations will just be hewn logs where the, the <laughs> logs are just piled on and, and they, they're coming down. It's, it's fine. It's a good, good way to build. But. So yeah, like have you, what's like the craziest thing that you just come across as a building and you're like, I, wow, I can't believe someone built it like this. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend's cottage. I'm not going to mention his name. No It's names. a huge, <laughs> over, well over a hundred years old and it's. It's, uh, I think it's three stories. Uh, um, and, uh, well, I, I guess it's, it's, it's two, two full stories, but, um, 
<laughs> just I, I know looking at the foundation of it and then just going oh my gosh like, the, that's a two by four <laughs> like that's holding that like it's oh just somebody's just knocked stuff and, and the thing's been out there a hundred years solid doesn't go anywhere not it's a withstanded problem. like Georgia yeah. Bay winters and yep. and the west wind. Snow and... loads, winds, and it's way in a bluff. Like it's oh it's high. Gosh. It's you know, and you're just like, wow, okay. That's definitely the most fascinating thing for me is like you see these really old, old places. Yeah. Like I've been in some eighteen hundreds ones. Yeah. And I'm like, how how is this still here and how does it still look so great? Yeah. It's so amazing. Yeah. Like yeah. Things don't even last now when, you, when people build them. I went uh, uh, this—not the summer, but the summer before—I went with uh, Scott Weir, mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, it, and so there's a, uh, a bunch of us went went to a cottage in, I think it was Rosso. Okay. And uh, so it was a friend of theirs, older older family that had uh, had this place forever. They main cottage had collapsed okay and they you know it's a big piece of property and they i guess they had other cabins and stuff like that but they were they were taking down the main piece and we had come by because uh, they offered some pieces to to scott for his cottage okay and so we were excited just to see an old old you know because it was eight, 1820s or 40s or something i can't mm-hmm. remember what it was but there was no no walls framed it was just boards standing on their end, nailed together. Those were the walls. Wait, what do you there mean? There was no framing. Like... <laughs> it was boards. And it was two stories. But but barn boards, you know, shadow lapped over top of one another with maybe a nailer on one end, but no framing going down. You know, they, they, they did a second floor. Like, it's just crazy. You know, they just got walls and they did have walls in between. But they were all, they were just thin walls. They weren't like a two by four with wall on either side. It was just boards, you know, boards going across. It was. Wow. I was just like, exactly. Wow. Like how did this. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's so neat. Very grand. Really big. Yeah. Yeah. Really big. Cool. I I love that. I've seen a few places in Rosso too. I'm interested. I'll ask you later which, where it is. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um. But yeah, it's so neat. I and I just love. Um, I've seen a lot of um, cottages that were actually originally farmhouses. Yeah. Which is just the craziest thing to see. Like I interviewed one lady on Ro- Rose Point in Perry Sound, and, yeah. and her place was a old farmhouse from the eighteen nineties, and I, I I just can't believe they had a farm on this point, like this rocky point. Yeah. They realized they actually couldn't farm anything there. No. Obviously, they but they logged the whole point, like got rid of all the trees. They've all yeah. grown back now, but yeah, that how they called it a farm. How they called it a farm. They're like, oh, we have some cows and some pigs, but even mm-hmm. you know, even they don't like it here because there's no soil. Yeah, so yeah. it's just hilarious. But okay, <clears throat> I guess we've talked about a lot of things. Was there, was there anything else that you wanted to specifically talk about or ask me? Where really are you going with this blog? <laughs> this interview, these podcasts. Where are you going? What, what's what's a what do we get to look forward to? Oh gosh. Okay. So I'm loving the stories. I love 
with your father. I love yeah. the I love the the party the party cottage. Oh my yeah. gosh, I know so Sadie's great. cottage. Yeah. Yes, if anyone hasn't listened to Sadie's uh, Sadie on Action Action Island, her her story is about. It's called Action Island. Well, that's not the real name of the island, but that's what her family calls it because the cottage used to be a brothel. They got a lot of action. So, <laughs> that, like, that was the most. That was by far the most interesting story I've heard yet. Like most people's stories are like they're just. Uh, talking about their history and more about how they ended up at their place or their passion for the area. But yeah, I didn't quite know the whole story before I interviewed (laughs) her. That was amazing. Um, So where am I going with this podcast? Number one is like just rediscovering this area for me, um, sharing stories of people's love for the area and, and personally like their, their cottage stories. Um, Number two is, discovering more like the architecture and the history of the architecture in this area Mm -hmm. and then like how we can build in the future also you know why i'm talking to you yeah and how we can build and appreciate the landscape and you know either like by restoring or building you know more more sustainably or more integrated with the landscape and appreciating where we are and just um, recognizing that too yeah yeah no, that's, that's... I think that's this is a great thing to promote because yeah. there is such uh, wonderful architecture mm-hmm. out here, and it's sad to see some of it go down. Like, you know, some of it has to, but mm-hmm. it's nice to see some of it uh, brought back. You know, Scott Weir's places. I know. Wonderful I'm example. Talk to him next. <laughs> yeah, let him let him go go on about his place. That oh, was I, a great job. I will for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, um, we had. We've had nothing but uh, wonderful times and wonderful people and seeing seeing families who are, you know, that I'm working with that are so part of this. Like, mm-hmm. they, this is, they're just, they honestly, a lot of my guys are just so happy coming to work. They're just, this is the greatest. Yeah. So glad to be yeah. coming out here and doing oh, yeah. what we do. Oh yeah, and another question: Do do you build all year round? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. so cool. Yeah. So is that where you were talking about the, yeah, the scoot one, or whatever you need to get? I have a scoot, and I've got another scoot that was in the shop, and we're we got to get it ready for Monday morning to oh, get gosh. it out. So. Oh, which is tomorrow, right? <laughs> yeah, Dave's got to go deal with some uh, scoot issues for seven a.m. tomorrow morning, right? Yeah. 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 We don't have enough ice to get snowmobiles out on, so. Yeah, right now it's um we're we're talking in mid January and uh, there's the space still hasn't quite frozen yet. We can't snowmobile out. Yeah. The ice fishermen aren't happy. No. <laughs> <laughs> they're not not loving it. <laughs> yeah. So. Although they're starting to get out there. Yeah. I think we got some some cold weather in the next two weeks. Yeah, I'm down for it. I'm I'm ready to get snowmobiling and fishing and all that. Mm-hmm. It's part of the life up here. So, um, one more thing. Yeah. Just one more question is um. It's it's about why do you love it so much here? What's your like? What's the best part about being here? That's a that's a loaded question. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you can't think of just one thing, or if it's a feeling, or best part of being up here. Yeah, it's. Uh, we were talking earlier about having uh, yourself having moved away mm-hmm. and come back mm-hmm. to this area, and I've done that too, growing up and and coming coming back, and and I think that I always loved it as a child, 
and then when I got older, when I came back, I I didn't love it any less. It was even I know. more. Isn't that it wild? Was, it was it was shockingly like you could really feel it. Like you were like, oh. I might even say I love it more now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I I know I do. Yeah. yeah. I know I do, and I have to work in it too, which doesn't help to keep the love going, but. <laughs> but I, but it's. And you still love it though. But I do, and mm-hmm. I, I go away. I, I, you know, I love my home here in in Nobel. Mm-hmm. I, we, we still travel. We still go away. I love coming back here. Yeah. And I still love going to the cottage. Okay. I, I feel the boat ride out. There's just that change as you continue, uh, uh, going in, you know, as miles from shore, and you, it, you just feel different, and every turn you take. Just a note to say thank you so much to the King Family Bursary and the Georgian Bay Land Trust who have funded season two of Rewind Design. Thank you so, so much for listening to this week's episode. I so appreciate every single listener that tunes in, every single reader that reads the blog, rewinddesign.ca. The best thing you can do for me to support me in this journey is to either follow along on Spotify, Apple Music, or whichever platform you listen to. Click that follow button. The second best thing you can do is share this podcast to your friends and family. If anyone you know might be interested, just forward this along to them and tell them to take a take a listen or take a peek at my website. And if you're interested in supporting me further, I also have a Patreon account where you can donate $5 a month to the podcast and a portion of that will also go to the Georgian Bay Land Trust and that is patreon.com slash rewind design. No pressure to do any of that. I am just so happy if you're listening to this and if you love cottage country and Georgian Bay and Muskoka as much as I do. So thank you again so much and stay tuned for another episode in three weeks. Bye! Bye!